Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. Make bleed again. I can do whatever I want. This is Trump's America. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Huh. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome back. Um, so I guess uh, we had a whole bunch of snowstorms because we had such a perfect episode last oh, time, you and yeah. me, that we solved all the world's problems and so they had to create more. Uh, so that's what happened. Uh, so we... We're sorry for the semi-hiatus, but we literally couldn't get out of our own homes, and it sucked, but we hope you enjoyed the Oscar minisode. <laughs> I was driving two cars, and both of them could not handle anything. I have to say that for being a two-wheel drive and a 10-year-old car, my car fucking did its best. It's most... I did, like fishtail a tiny 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 bit not enough that i couldn't keep control but oh i had to drive around so 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 much roommate ryan still doesn't have a car and so there was like there was one morning where i was just like you better tell them that you're gonna be late because i'm not driving around in that Mm -hmm. like flat out like not gonna do it so stupid and i hate it yeah. And then you have the people who are very cautious, especially when they're driving. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other people who are like, I drive a fucking <laughs> souped up truck. This is nothing. And then and- the ones that cause accidents for other people because they think they can do whatever they want. And that's garbage. Mm-hmm. And that's why I will continue my hatred for anyone who has a truck. That's fair. I think that anybody who has a truck in a place that doesn't require a truck. Mm-hmm is weird i just what are you what what what, like, what, what are you, are you what, are, what what are you hauling like are you is there hay that needs to be brought to the farm like why do you have an open bed truck or the people who are just like oh i have enough money so i'm just gonna buy a truck and i can afford to put gas in this every single week i was like this is not good see if i could if i had all the money in the world i would be driving around in like a souped up sports car I would be like, hell yeah, let's fucking make take some turns. I want a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I okay. saw a mini Range Rover that I really liked. It wasn't like a full-size one, and it didn't have like those sharp corners that mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of Range Rovers have. But it was like a CRV Range Rover. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I like this. Okay. I'm probably going to drive my Honda until I die. <laughs> or until she dies. In which case, I'm be like, you know what? I can't recover from this. I can't have another car. It's like the people who, like, get married, and then they're together forever, and then one of them dies, and they're like, well, I'm never going to remarry. No. I might never have another car again. That's beautiful. Sort of. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to become a recluse. I'm just going to stay home. I thought you were just going to, like, move to San Francisco or someplace that doesn't require a car. Never. Why? San Francisco is nasty (gasps) and dirty. How dare you? It's not any dirtier than New York City. I also hate New York City. Fair enough. I don't like big city <laughs> i think we've had you- the conversation I'm like this is ugly <laughs> portland but it's way too weird but i was talking to one of my friends and i was like you know what i might be able to do denver 
Okay. Denver feels like downtown Reno, but just bigger, mm. like significantly bigger. Right. But I'm like, everything just feels nice and calm. Mm-hmm. And the times that I've been there, I've been there three or four times. I'm like, this is chill. I might be able to do this. I don't know anything about Denver and Denver politics. <laughs> but so far, it seems like Colorado's killing it. Cool. And then once you leave the city, it's all like hikey places. It, it feels like Reno, but bigger. I'll have to visit someday. Yes, but then I'm like, oh, but if I move there, they have harsher winters than we have, and I'm oh, complaining yeah. about the fucking three weeks of wind that we oh had. My God, it's nuts though. Like, I don't. I feel like we never had this much snow. Like even when I was a little kid growing up, like, yes, we would have snow days, but that shit would be melted off by like the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like we still have snow from like four days ago outside right now. I have this weird concept where. Every single year that it has snowed, I feel like we say it's never snowed this much. But I don't know if that's the truth or something that I'm making up inside my own head. I feel like this um, this year has been slightly different. Like, autumn lasted longer than 20 minutes. And it was gorgeous. Which is weird, it yeah. was gorgeous the we whole time. We go from time. summer where it gets slightly chilly and then it's winter. Yeah, and summer... I feel like summer was pretty harsh this year. Oh, yeah, but my ass was up at the fucking leg and a goddamn tan. Yeah. Which Except <laughs> my, I still have fucking sandal tan lines from July. Yeah, you do. That's nasty. I think I still have, yeah, I still have tan because I looked at my shirt. <laughs> I am so mad. I work so much to have an even tan all throughout my body. And then I always, always, always forget that I'm going to put sandals on to hike up from Secret Cove to where I park my car. Mm. And then in those 15 minutes yep. that I'm walking, mm-hmm. I get the harshest tail on my fucking feet. And I'm like, this is a bummer. Dumb. Yeah. I'm mad. And it's a weird <laughs> thing. And I was like, what would have been the better option for me just to put on shoes and then have like my ankle yeah. have be the, ta- be the line? Yeah. It's- so we're long fucking socks? Maybe like super just slather your feet up in like the tops of your feet in sunscreen before you hike up because then it'll be even. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I'm I just carry like an umbrella, but strictly around <laughs> just my your leg. feet. They they don't they sell those where it's just like sandals, but it's like little umbrellas on the outside. Like Ew. it pops up. Yeah, so it would be ugly. Hate but that. but then wouldn't I get tan lines where the umbrella stops? Potentially. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I keep. Keep damaging myself on this fucking no. coffee table. I'm so sorry. It's fine. God's dead. <laughs> I, okay. Wow. Trump's America. God's dead. <laughs> we have done a full turn from last time when we solved all the world's problems. Now. You know what? We did that. And then two trees fell in my neighborhood. So like. Fair enough. So now it's over. What have you been up to? What's your life like? What are you into? What's the run do? What's a 411? What's a hot goss? I just need an hour. <laughs> For you to not talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's we'll going to be relevant in. later. That's going to be relevant later. Um, I've been good. Work has been ramping up, but it's really good. Like all of the, there's a lot of changes up ahead, but they're all very positive changes. So I'm very excited about them. Um, for quitting theater, I'm still far too busy and I don't know how that works because I don't have time for my friends either. And so I don't know what I'm doing with all of my spare time, but it's getting kind of crazy and I have to figure out my schedule and my life. That's a fucking mood. <laughs> there are so many times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to plan accordingly. I'm going to plan me time. And then there's going to be time to do 
and just be free. Mm-hmm. And I still have no time. And I was like, yeah. where, where did it go? Is this going? Yeah. Why does everything take an hour, hour and a half to do? Mm. This is a five minute process. Right. Suddenly it's midnight o'clock. I had so many things to accomplish. Right. Where and then we I? all have to be cool at Oscar parties, which is mm. annoying. No, it wasn't. It was, um, so we went to the Cordillera Film Festival's uh, Oscar party where all of the things that Ryan and I said were going to, like, they should happen, but they won't happen, kind of happened, which is interesting. There was quite a few where I'm like, well, this one should win, but it's not gonna, and it did. So I wish that I had filled out, like, a little ballot to to prove that, but oh well, it's okay. Um, But it was really, it was a lot of fun. I didn't realize how early we had to be there because we both you and I were volunteering um and Emily texted me the day before and she was like hey hi so what time can you um can you make it over for the Oscar party and I'm like well I have a massage scheduled at two because you and I were supposed to record and we didn't get a chance to, but that's why I made my massage for so much later is because we usually tend to run long anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to make my massage later, whatever. And then like, I think a week beforehand, I was like, oh, that's the same day as the Oscars. Whoopsie. (laughs) So I was like, uh, well, I'll head over when I'm done. And she was like, okay, just bring all your stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I like walk in with, massage line still on my face <laughs> and pop a squat in like a green room put on my makeup which was way too heavy and go in and help and i had forgotten my shoes so i had stopped for coffee though of course so i have my dutch bros coffee my blue dress which matches the dutch bros cup and then I was wearing Uggs the whole night because I forgot my fucking shoes it was so funny because Paige brought that up because I would have noticed because the dress was perfect yes. just like it rode right above the floor it was the entire great. page because i never know she had her uggs on and then she's like i have my fucking uggs on and i was like do you want my heels right now she's like no Hell bitch no. I'm, in I'm, my, in uggs. I'm in my fucking uggs and so i was walking around with my with my coffee um and this girl still don't know her name uh stops me and she was like your coffee cup and like Everything about you right now is such a mood. Was it one of the blondes in Table 12? No, it was not. Ooh. It was not. It was the one with the uh, blue dress with, like, the very, like, liney, stripey cutouts. And it was gorgeous. It was my favorite dress of the night. We'll go through the we'll festival go, yeah. photos we'll go, and we'll, we'll, we'll go see through the we list. We'll, we'll figure out who it is. It was um, so uh, was Emily cute. coordinating that because I'm with the Reno Film Collective and mm-hmm. we wanted to get some volunteers there. And I was trying to like tell people times and what time to meet up and where to meet up and mm. who needed what and how to show up. Mm. And then Emily had told me 3.45 for everyone to show up. Mm-hmm. And then I think that morning or l- l- the late the night before when I was super drunk and not out of it, mm. she was like, hey, I'm so stupid. The doors open at four. You can't show up at 3.45. You have to show up at three. And I was like, what the fuck? This is a lot for me to handle <laughs> right now. I'm going to process this when I can. And then when I eventually got around to it, I had to message everyone. Everyone's like, uh, that's i mean yeah i can do it yeah but we'll we'll see we still it's still so difficult and i have to always remember this with emily because she hates it because i'm like what time what time what time and then i end up completely forgetting but she runs on like the 
scheduling of a movie shoot where the movie shoot is your life and you're just told where to go maybe less than 24 hours before it happens. Yeah. And that's just like not how I operate. And so I completely was like, you know what? She's going to tell me eventually when to show up and I'm going to tell her if I can or not. (laughs) Like that's going to be it. And so I told her, I was like, listen, I'm getting my massage I have to stop for coffee and then I will be there. Whenever that is, is when I'll be there. <laughs> it's so weird because I made plans along with her, but it's the first time I've tried to coordinate multiple people at once. So mm-hmm. I can, I can't imagine how stressful it is for her when she's planning a whole fucking shoot mm-hmm. where I was in charge of three other people and I was like, Hey, we're moving from three forty-five to 45 minutes earlier at three. And people were like, this might be the end of the world. I might not be able to make it. Yeah. And, I was and like, what's wrong with you people? Like, it's true that when you have other lives and you have another schedule to adhere to, or you have other plans, it's difficult to switch like that. Um, I mean, I have learned working with Emily that there are just certain things that you just let go of. And you're mm-hmm. just like, all right, whatever. Sometime that day, something's going to happen. And I'll be there with my Dutch bros. Yeah. And I guess I'll, I'll be there. But she, like, she wasn't mad at me. She wasn't angry for like making a massage at like the wrong time or anything. And I just ended up like pretty much working the front table by myself, like for over half of the night, which was totally fine because you guys had been there super early. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, at a certain point, like, Marky was like, well, I mean, maybe we can move, like, the desk around to, like, the other side. And I was like, just go in. It's no big deal. Like, I can sit at a table in my Uggs and my dress by myself and have the rest of my Dutch pros. It's going to be okay. And it worked out. Everything always works out. And so it's fine. But it was really, really fun. And it was um, a fundraiser to support future filmmakers with Cordillera. So, um, I believe it's Cordillera. No, it's C C I F F dot org. I'm gonna have to look this up C-I-F-F-N-V, right now. C I F F N V, right? Yes. Yeah. Dot org. Yep. C I F F N V dot org. I'm making sure right now <laughs> that that is correct. So if you have extra money lying around, absolutely give to them. It is C I F F N V dot org. Yes, and so, it's super exciting. The Future Filmmakers Program is essentially uh, teams of filmmakers who are already established here in Reno who will be volunteering with the Boys and Girls Club to help children write, direct, star in their own shoots, which is going to be very exciting. I have a couple of teams who are going to be in it from the Reno Film Collective. Nice. And I'm very, very excited for. So, yeah, any money that you can throw this way, make this easier for a little bit of people, would be incredible. For sure. Um, with that being said, do you want to jump into the episode? I would love nothing more than to drop into this episode okay so this is season four episode 13 the good fight um charlotte is appalled by trey's surprise present carrie he's a fucking idiot carrie and aiden engage in a silent war miranda indulges her pregnant sexual cravings that's it i don't like it written that way it's so stupid um and let's talk about samantha who had like who had a pretty big arc for samantha yeah like, anyways. anyways. All right. Who the fuck um, writes these? So, Miranda had the least to do, I feel. Miranda. Miranda. Um, do you want to start with her? Yes. Okay, so. <laughs> I feel so bad because you said, you're like, I always write 
Miranda laughs and it's the least amount of space when taking notes. Yep. Like, it's because they never give her anything to do. And that is absolutely correct. It's true. They don't give her anything to do ever. Um, so she is uh, dating Susan's husband from Desperate Housewives, her first husband. I'm trying to remember the, I thought that you meant actor's Susan, name. your friend. Oh, no. And I was just like, no, wait, no. You're like, wait a minute. What's going on? What's happening? No. Susan Delfino or whatever from Desperate Housewives. It's been since it ended. Like, I only watched the episodes once as they aired and never watched them again. So the fact that I even remember that he was from Desperate Housewives is amazing. I've seen that girl get hit by a car. Oh my god, that was so terrible. And then I only know that Jesse Mel- Metcalf is in it because Ooh. he's, like, gay in it. He, no, he was not gay in it. He um, was having an affair with Eva Longoria's character. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know anything about it other than Jesse Metcalf is in it. And Terry Hatcher's in it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we don't like Terry Hatcher. You don't like Terry Hatcher? I or- feel like a lot of the news and TV people that I listen to don't like Terry Hatcher. I love her. Why? Because I think, <laughs> I think she's a good actress. I loved her in Lois and Clark. That's my favorite Superman. Um, You're so just, gay. I love it. It was so nerdy. It was so cute. And Dean Kane was so adorable as Clark in that. I revisited the first Superman movie when Superman and, and Lois Lane are on the roof mm-hmm. of Margot's like apartment. Yeah. Margot Kidder's apartment. Yeah. And someone was breaking it down for me, like, this is what makes it such a great, fantastic movie, and not just a great Superman movie, is this movie doesn't mind taking the time to tell you about their characters. Yeah. And show you their feelings developing for each other, instead of just telling you how they're feeling, and having Lois Lane be a plot point for Superman. And I was like, ooh, that's fair. And now I miss Margot Kidder so much. I, she was a trip. But I feel like that's what I liked about Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark, yeah. I can't get over that fucking name. What? Lois, Lois and Clark. Clark. <laughs> it was so stupid. I loved it so much. It was really dumb. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it, not recently, but like in the last few years, like it was on Netflix or something. And so I was just like, <gasps> binging. It was pretty bad. <laughs> As everything that I rewatch is. <laughs> Except for the one TV show with. Claire Danes. Oh my god, my so-called life is better than ever. <laughs> better than ever. Veronica Mars, better than ever. Season one is really rough. Season two is I rewatchable, l- and season three has the most rewatch value. Yeah. Because it feels like the most not in its own time. There's only... So there... For Veronica Mars, there's only two episodes that I'm like, whew, rough, you guys. Really rough. And the rest of them, I think, are great. What are the two episodes? Um, the second episode of season one, Meet John Smith. Yes. Uh, where she helps the kid find his lost dad, who is now his lost mom. And, like, the guy's kind of a dick about it, and then, like, warms up to it at the end, is, like, uh, with rewatching it, like, it's not as bad, but it's still not as strong as anything else. Right. Um... And then the other one was, like, the one where the ducks end up in the storm drain. And I literally only watched it, like, twice. And then I was like, this is god-awful. Because it 
portrays like kids and like kids of like gang members in such a stupid light and it just was a bad episode i need to rewatch that entire series before we get new episodes on hulu Hulu, i'm so excited Alright, back to um, this. But this shit one show. anyway, so um Real quick, I'm so yes. sorry. Do you follow Chalin on Snapchat? No, I don't know. I don't have him on Snapchat. He has start- is that me speaking? That's you um, speaking. <laughs> he has started this new series mm-hmm. on his Snapchat mm-hmm. called Welcome to Chalin Shit Show, where mm-hmm. the shit is the show and the show is the shit. I love it. Incredible. And he's either drunk or high or wasted or blown out somehow. And it's him talking about current pop culture events. And it is too fucking funny. I need to follow him on, <laughs> I will, on Snapchat. Type in his name right now because, oh, no, wait, maybe I can type in his name. I will check I don't with want him to make him, sure I can promote it and get him some followers. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want you to to, to promote it to the like people. actually do it. That's why I was handing you my phone and telling you to just yeah. type it in because I'm not going to... I'm yeah, but I'll see because I think it is hilarious. I haven't caught all of them just because mostly I'm not on Snapchat anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about deleting it. Yeah, it's not like I feel like nobody watches it anymore. It died. It's, it's Rihanna, now, Rihanna said it was dying and it died. Now Instagram stories are kind of like the thing, and I get way more people watching those ones and so i've kind of stopped posting on snapchat yeah i think there's like two or three friends that i communicate with on snapchat primarily mm-hmm. so i'm like Ugh, i don't want to get rid of that but i'm like you know what we can we can make it work somewhere else i don't need this and it's boring i don't care about it yeah it was really fun when i was like look how fun and creative i can be when taking these photos doing something and at this point my new motif has just been big super shitty i was telling you right before we started that spelling things wrong at this point has just become part of my brand yeah i'm like i can't be bothered (laughs) and i can't (laughs) see i think it's funny if it's something that you're deliberately spelling wrong and like there's an affectation to it like chonky oh Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, that's adorable. But if you're just like using the wrong there, then I'm upset at you. Oh no, that's not that's never what it is. <laughs> okay. It's I'm typing a message super fast because I'm trying to be over it. Mm-hmm. And instead of a C I'll hit a V mm-hmm. or like I'll hit the letters around it. And then I'll just keep going. I'm like, you'll you're gonna know what I meant. Yeah. It's never that I'm it's like, like no, I don't mean. know how to spell something. It's that I hit the wrong letter <laughs> and Either I can continue with my forward momentum, or mm. I can stop what I'm doing, hit backspace twice, and then start all over again. And I can't lose that momentum. Otherwise, I might just not even respond. So, you know, gotta accept <laughs> you my get spelling what you mistakes. Get. That's fair. It's Miranda. Miranda's Miranda. pregnant. So, Miranda is pregnant with Steve's baby, but is still um, dating around. And she is dating Terry Hatcher's first husband from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> um, and... And yeah, so she makes out with him a little bit, and then he kind of starts to touch her belly, and she's like, I don't know. Uh, talks to Carrie. Carrie's like, whatever, get your life, girl. Have sex with all the men. And in the end, she does. That's pretty much it. That's it. She brings up the question. What did she say specifically? Because I thought it was funny the way she said it. Uh, is it okay to fuck a guy when you're pregnant with another guy's baby? Yes. And I guess... Yikes, I, I don't know. I'm super ignorant on this fact. I don't know if having sex when you're pregnant affects the baby at all. No, it doesn't. I hate anybody who makes a joke saying that the penis is going to interact with the baby. Yes, which is stupid. I don't like that joke. Those jokes makes me super, super uncomfortable. 
back in my edgelord middle school days and I was friends <laughs> with all those people who like dead baby jokes like were the thing someone was like the best thing about fucking your pregnant chick is that you get to have sex and get a hand job at the same time cause like Ew. it was the baby from inside and I was like I am upset and I'm sorry no. to everyone who I just repeated it to <laughs> but I'm just like oh I hate I hate this but then Miranda was talking to Carrie and she's like like is it dam- does it cause damage to the baby what if the what if the penis hits the baby? And then Carrie's like, well, that's where dimples come from. Yeah, which was so stupid. It was so stupid, but they had a moment like Carrie said something uniquely profound. Yeah. And it's like the baby is in the uterus. You can only get to the vaginal canal. It doesn't affect the baby unless you are literally a horse. <laughs> 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 and you gotta go through that cervix and that cervix is making sure that you definitely do not go through yeah no only only sperm are allowed through that cervix trust me i just got an iud in it is difficult to get in there ouch e my mom found out that she has an unusually tight cervix well good for her no it's causing her some pain <laughs> well bad for her yes but it 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 was funny when my sister described it because we all know how those anatomies work but my sister was like, no wonder her boyfriend can't let her go. And I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> and my mom gets super, super embarrassed about anything like that. Aww. And I'm like, this is, I thought it was funny. That's not how cervix works. But that's, that's not really how funny. cervix works. But it's also a little funny. But it's a lot of funny. Yeah. Especially with my mom who's like, Shh, don't talk about those things, especially not mine. Don't do like, it. mom, I popped out of there. What's up? I have some steak in that. What's up? Ah, I can't. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Can we? Yeah. Um... Who would you like to move on to? Charlotte? You said, can we? And I'm and like, And that's exactly yes. what I was going to go to, but then I was like, no, we're done with Miranda. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Okay. That's fine. It's, yeah, that's she, it. Really that's nothing. It. She had seconds end. and thirds. Yep. Who cares? She, yeah. She, had, she, had, she decided to have sex with the dude and... She killed it. She, she left her bra on. She did. But they always do almost. Like, I feel like the nudity clause like rotates or something where it's like only one of them can show their boobs per episode isn't that what it feels like feels like you don't see you don't see two sets of boobs per episode so like this this episode totally all samantha everybody else had the brawn and that's so interesting i've never noticed that but i've noticed that yeah it's like it's like a rotating boobathon i'm gonna do that i'm gonna have a wonderful acting career where i'm always naked and everything (laughs) But, like, PG-13 naked. Yes. Where, like, was that a peen? Was that not a peen? But it was just enough to get a PG-13 rating. Yeah. But then when I get that hard R for graphic nudity, <laughs> I'm going to be the only person not naked in it. Yes. <laughs> or I'm, like, I'm doing porn. And everybody's going to be, never- like, of course I've seen JD's penis. And everyone else will be, like, but have you? But have you? <laughs> Shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, um, we were hanging out. Me and Child were hanging out with one of our mutual friends. And we were talking about something and the topic of foreskin and cir- circumcision came up. Okay. And then I'm not circumcised. And then Challenge is. So they were just asking us, like, because they're a non-penis person. And they were just curious how things worked, how things were differently. And then we talked about the differences in how you give handjobs. Hmm. Like, what's better, what's worse, what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of just, like, having them, how they fit and how they don't. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was like, I have to go pee. And they made the joke. They're like, can I see just so I can see how everything goes? <laughs> And me, already being super not right. caring about anything, I was like, yeah, of course. And they're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, why not? Yeah, so I went to the bathroom face. and I was like, this is it, this is it. And then they made a joke. It wasn't a harmful joke and it wasn't like a body image joke, but mm-hmm. they made a joke in terms of my penis. And I was like, ooh, now I'm uncomfortable. 
you um, can't do this now. Ugh. It wasn't anything bad. It and just had anyone else it. heard it, yeah, they would have been like super nice or like super cool about it. Mm-hmm. It was just me and how I interact with genitalia that I'm just like, oh, I hate that. Like, don't like that. But then later on, um, I peed and they were like, okay, now I'm gonna see. And I'm like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then in the morning, because we everybody had got messed up, so we just all crashed at my house. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, I woke up and it was too hot, so my bottoms have come had come off, mm-hmm. had come off. I took them off. I know that. But they came off. Yeah. And then I was like, well, this I'm comfortable around this person now. They've seen me pee. Right. So. Who cares about anything else? So as I'm walking them out the door, my ass and dick is just out there. <laughs> I'm only in a shirt. And I'm just like, bye. Have a great day. Thank you so much for coming over. Thank Do you the so hug. much, Donald Ducky. Can I get you <laughs> And then John's like, that was such a weird flex that you just did. That was hot. And I was like, you're welcome. You're welcome. So if anyone wants to see me pee, you know where my Venmo is. <laughs> You can tip me on PayPal. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah. All right. So let's move on to Charlotte. All right. Poor uh, Charlotte. Yeah. But so, also, no, actually, I think Charlotte did things okay this episode. Eh, she was all right. She was pretty to the side. Yes. Um. So Charlotte is now off of the baby track, but still with Trey for some reason. Because she loves him. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like the last episode, she kind of, I don't know. Like, I feel like she was breaking up with him. Like, they put in the whole, like, oh, we're going to have a, you know, like, to put her on the list for the Mandarin baby. And he says, how much work is a marriage supposed to be? And she was like, I need a break. And I feel like that was... This is not a break. They're just needing a break from the baby stuff and not the relationship stuff. When clearly the relationship stuff is still a factor. Right. And I was just surprised this episode to, like, come back to them being like, oh, you know, by the way, I made plans. I'm trying to get my day day planner back on since we're not having a baby. Well, get a fucking job, Charlotte. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, is that, like, he suggested that she stop working when she's married, and she's the type of person that, I guess, wants to not have a job. And that's valid, I guess, if you have a lot of money, but that's still, I wouldn't do it. I want my own money, because who's to say what's gonna, like, happen in the future, but whatever. Um, So, yeah, so they're off the baby track. They're making plans with other people, and he comes in, and he tries to make her feel better and tries to make her laugh by buying her a cardboard baby. Which, the second I saw that baby, I was like, dude, you cannot be this fucking dumb. No. It made me so uncomfortable, and I felt so bad for Charlotte, and then he kept trying to play it off like, it's a joke, it's a joke, because the entire time he's like, let's find our giggle back, like, let's become a nice, wonderful couple again which is absolutely fair to want to do Mm -hmm. but i was like the one thing you denied her that you know that she wants is a fucking baby and you think the joke is to get her a fake baby yeah like it's called tact you fuck rag and i don't know i feel like so many straight dudes just don't have that absolutely not like there there's so many like i was thinking about it on the way to work this morning because i was just i have a headache and i feel like (laughs) Whenever I have a headache, my brain is always like, hey, 
may I interest you in all of these things that you haven't thought about in, you know, months, but still are in the back of your mind bothering you. No! Like, now that it hurts, now let's really think about the shitty stuff. (laughs) And so I was, like, thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? Whenever I fucking speak, no man actually listens to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I say as JD is on his phone as we're recording this. But I'm listening. <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, but just like little things have been like kind of like poking at me to lead me to this this morning. And I was like, man, I should just go back on all of my dating websites and just put on there that all I'm looking for is a man who can retain information. Good luck. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Right. Because men. What's the thing that cats have? Um, the object permanence the thing that babies and cats have where if it's not immediately in their line of sight they don't know what the concept is they don't know what's going on mm. they don't know if you let them in one door and then you close the door behind them they don't know where they just came from and they need to know what's on the opposite side of the door because hmm. men cannot retain information no. you tell them over and over again but if it doesn't directly affect what they are doing and are into they won't remember and it is so stupid But I, here's the thing is I know, like I met men, I know men that are in relationships and do those things that are really sweet for their significant others where they're like, here, I know that you like, you know, Cadbury cream eggs and it's Cadbury cream egg time. (laughs) And if you wanted to send me any, you totally can because that's my favorite. Um... Isn't it awful that a Jew's favorite candy is from Easter? Ha! That's funny. (laughs) I didn't realize that. That's funny. Also, my mom's favorite is also from Easter. She loves Peeps. Ew. Yeah, I don't... My mom gets a fucking glass. Yeah, I don't like them either. I don't know what that's about. I'm like, you like... I mean, I like Peeps, but they're not my favorite. She... Excuse me. Oh, shit. She doesn't like candy for the most part. Me either, but I still don't like Peeps. (laughs) Oh, dude, yeah. everybody, just because I had this new information <laughs> that Paige informed me today, they have a spread Oof. that's Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's like the spread or it's the peanut like butter what, and the It's like the peanut butter and chocolate that is in the peanut the, butter the cup. cup. The whole flavor, the whole, or it's just a spread. And here's the thing, Tell is me. that I, so, it's such a, it is a really funny story because we were um, having, like, for some reason... Ryan and I were out, um, and he bought a peanut butter cup, and I was driving, and he was like, you know, hey, do you want a bite of this peanut butter cup? And I'm like, shove that thing in my mouth. Oh, my God. I love it so much. It's so good. And (laughs) Ryan says, it would be so great if they just had, like, the filling of this, like, in a spread. And I said, are you fucking kidding me right now? Do you think that you're the first person to come up with that idea? There's literally no way that somebody in a meeting somewhere hasn't thought about this and they haven't executed it. No way in hell. And and he later on we had to go to Walmart and I we were walking by like the aisle with like Nutella and stuff like that and I was like, "Ooh, wait a second. And I looked and of course there it is. Ugh. And so I pick it up and I'm like, "Hey Ryan, Hey, buddy, look. And he was like, shut the fuck up. Put that in the cart. (laughs) And And then I got a spoonful today and it was so good. Oh, my God. And this is the part that makes me the angriest is that I thought that they would half-ass it. I thought that they would 
be like, oh my gosh, we're making this bread. This is so great. Buy it from us. But we actually half-assed it and it doesn't taste anything like it. It tastes exactly like it. It is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Everyone should stay away. And also, I am so sorry for your future diabetes because you're not going to stay away. It's delightful. We are not being sponsored by this. And also, at any time, you can present me with one of those and I will eat your ass. Because that (laughs) shit was so good. Right? Oh my god. It's nuts. So, so good. So wonderful. And I'm already picturing getting a fucking, like, waffle cone. And shoving as much of that shit inside of it at the bottom at the tip. And then filling it with, like, vanilla ice cream. I like vanilla. And then maybe, like, a caramel glaze over. Oh, my God. So you're, like, eating it, you're eating it, you're eating it. It's, like, soaking it at the bottom because it's melting. Oh, my God. And then when you go in to take, like, the final bites of the final, like, tip of the cone, it's all just peanut butter spread. My fat kid just came. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so good. Next time. Next time. Next time. I'll bring over the ice cream. You have that. Yes. We'll we'll, we'll make it work. It's going to be amazing. Um, So that's Charlotte. Basically. Oh, and (laughs) and they, so they, yes. um, Charlotte says that they're, they're wafts. And so they don't fight. They don't yell. Um, But then they yell and they fight because Trey comes home while she's hosting dinner for the girls and she told him not to be there. So she's cranky. And then he was like, well, they're all going to think that this cardboard baby thing is funny, right? She lost her shit on him. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Don't bring it other people to your fight. Yeah. Don't use whoever's present to try to back you up. Right. Whatever your argument is, is your argument as a couple yeah. and figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can talk to your friends about it and be like, hey, what do you think? Am I right? Am I not? How should I approach this? Absolutely. When your girl is mad at you and she gave you specific instructions, said, please not be home because she wanted to have a girl's night. Yeah. And you show up. Mm-hmm. Don't try to get them to see about your joke was funny. Right. One, right. it's not funny. Two, your girl's already upset because you won't give her a fucking baby. Yeah. And like, that's it, that's a big thing. It's not like you got the wrong color comforter for our bedroom set or whatever. Right. No, it's, this is actively what she's been yearning and pining for and you can't give it to her and that's already something that's like splitting you guys in half don't don't go to her friends for them to back you up yeah don't do it and then charlotte don't not be the bigger person and bring up his flaccid penis in front of the girls and that was so beautiful in terms of watching a drama incredible i was like i yes. didn't know she had it in her yes because he was like as far oh, as the high drama is concerned yes. it was high drama and that was fantastic as a person who respects people don't no, don't do that yeah and he was like how dare you bring that up and she's like they already know i've I, told them all about it i've told them all i've told everybody the whole city knows oh my god how there hasn't awful. been a hard day in here in 86 years jesus <laughs> So, yeah, so they get in a fight, and um, Trey uh, ends up sleeping in the guest bed with the cardboard baby. She throws it in there with him, which is so drama. It was so funny. It was hilarious. Because doing her end of the episode wrap-up, yeah. narrating voiceover. Yep. And then Trey's sleeping in the guest room. <laughs> Charlotte comes over, opens the door, and, like, flings cardboard as much as hard as you can for it being a fucking cardboard stand yeah up. like she like frisbees it across and yeah, it lands on her and she's like what the fuck is going on and then she's like hmm and then closes <laughs> the door yeah I'm like this this is 
Good for you, Charlotte. This is some some high quality stage acting coming then, from her. Carrie says that at that point Charlotte no longer cared what Troy thought. Yeah, so she so um we'll get to Carrie in a second, but Carrie brings up the SSB, the secret single behavior, the stuff that people do when they're not around. Uh, when their significant other is not around. And so she no longer cared what Trey thought. And so she did her secret single behavior, which was check out every single pore that she has in a giant magnifying mirror. I did not hear her part of her saying that. I heard everybody else's, oh. but I didn't hear hers. That's why I was like, where is this going? Yeah. What is this about? Yeah. When they're having My that bad. conversation, she says, I check out, you know, every pore that I have in a giant mirror for an hour. But I can't do that in front of Trey because he would think it was strange. And Carrie says, you know, of course he would think it was strange. He's a guy. And then they move on. What's with Miranda's before we move on? Miranda's. Miranda's secret single behavior. Yeah. Is if, what was it? She like puts Vaseline in gloves. She, she puts, um, she puts her hands in or puts like that. Uh, it's like a hand mask, basically. Like a lesser like you can't get it at Sephora. It's just like it's like a ghetto hand mask essentially. So you, she like puts gloves on, like puts the the mask on, puts gloves on, and then watches infomercials. What the fuck? <laughs> Not to I, yuck somebody else's yum. I don't get it. I think that, and this is just me, like devil's advocate, excusing. I think that it is because Miranda is a high-powered business lady. She, If she has her hands free to do something, mm-hmm. she will be doing something productive or she'll be trying to do something productive. And if she has her hands somewhere where she cannot do anything, then all she can do is relax and watch shit, which is what she really wants to do. But she can't have that excuse if she is able to be productive. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for breaking it down. Because very much, even when you started explaining that it was like some hand mask, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, you can have that on. Why the fuck are you putting on kitchen gloves? Well, to get it from going all over the place. But wouldn't that fuck up the mask? Wouldn't that stain your gloves? Um, wouldn't that get stuck to your gloves? Yes, but I think it's like probably disposable gloves, I'm thinking. Like, I don't think okay. that she actually then uses it to wash the dishes with i think it's just like a separate pair of gloves just for hand masks okay that came from one of the writer's specific tendencies yes this is like this it was too specific it was way too specific to get here for a character that you guys don't give anything to do right well and i i think that it's i'm maybe projecting a little bit because i'm the type of person that will if she has something to do she will do it or she will feel like she needs to be... Like, I have legit five face masks right now that are just sitting in my bathroom because I don't have time to use them. Because if I'm putting that kind of stuff on my face, then I have to lie down and just be. And I can't just be. I have to be doing something. Let's do it right now. <laughs> we can't do it right now. We're doing a podcast. Let's do it next time before we start a podcast. Okay, we will. That we can just have it on for the entirety of the podcast. Perfect. We'll do it. Um, But yeah, I think that that was more... I think they really were trying to make that connection, though, that, like, she needed something to be debilitating, debilitating to her so that she could do dumb shit without recourse. Because this was a time before self-care. 
Right. Like, the secret single behavior is actually just self-care stuff. Yeah. Ish. Ish. I feel that. And that's... I'm very glad he broke it down for me, because that absolutely makes sense with the character. I just absolutely got stuck on the fact that she was putting on gloves. That's fair. I was like, that's... It's weird. Whatever else is happening, I don't know, because I'm stuck on this detail. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. But yeah, her... Miranda's secret single behavior is weird. What's your secret signal behavior? Um, I feel like when I lived alone, my favorite, like, secret single behavior, I guess you could say, is spending Saturdays in my flannel and, like, nothing else. And just, like, sitting on my couch and writing and looking out at, like, my view. Mm. And just, like, allowing myself to spend the whole day not speaking to anybody because I needed that to decompress to, like, move on with the rest of the week. That's, I know, and that's, like, a shitty secret single no, behavior. No, but that's wonderful. But, like, that's what I loved, like, doing when I lived there. Yeah. What is your secret single behavior? Apart from talking to the audience that's watching me in my own very own version of the Truman Show, um, <laughs> it's a lot of annoying things that I'm using just to release, like, pent-up emotions or aggressions, or just feelings that I'm like, I can't, there's nothing to do here, there's no solution. For this, it's just a nice release or decompression, so I just make a lot of weird sounds. <laughs> it's me channeling Natalie Portman in Garden State. Ha! But it's also the equivalent of Abby in fucking Broad City, where she has the house for herself, and she just dances around for three minutes to Lady Gaga's Edge of Glory, naked. Yes. And it's essentially me doing choreography, me singing, me singing songs off-key on purpose, (laughs) me then doing interpretations of other famous artists singing those songs, me just being like, what if I did this country western now? (laughs) All right, I'm on the edge of glory. And then I just get stuck on sounds or mouth movements, and then it'll just feed into me going, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and, I, and I won't notice that I'm doing it until, like, I'm 30 minutes into it. I was like, I think I've been doing this for the entire time that I've been cooking. <laughs> or cleaning. I or sitting it. here. I did something similar for a really long time. Um, up until I, like, wasn't living alone anymore. If I was by myself, and I was just in a certain mood... I would make up songs and sing it like the blues. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and it would always be like really terrible, terrible, like bullshit things. But it was like, it made me happy. That's so interesting because me and Challen will do that to each other. So if we're in opposite rooms, it'll just be a way to acknowledge the fact that we recognize each other's presence. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just be like, boyfriend, I love <laughs> you very much. And it's always like that kind of tune. Nice. Which I'll be like, boyfriend, you got a nice butt. <laughs> and I like your penis too. And it's just something silly that we can just do. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I like this. This is cute. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the um, the Vine the two guys sitting in the hot tub, five, five feet, feet apart, because they're not gay. I think that's exactly what the tune is based <laughs> off beautiful. of. Because me and Sean love to watch Vine compilations over and over and over and oh over gosh. and over again. That's Ro- our decompression mood together. Roommate Ryan will watch them for hours, and it's great. My favorite thing is when you find one Vine that you think is hilarious, <gasps> yes. and then you're like, what would this sound like sped up? 
and then you speed what is it, it up. with you and the 1.5 speed up, on. <laughs> 1.5 speed and then you do it at double speed and then you're like oh man this is so funny but then you slow it down <laughs> and that's where it really gets you especially when you're high as fuck there's that there one video of this girl in a yellow top and glasses it's like uh, uh, what is she even saying it's like country boy I love you. <laughs> and she does something stupid like that. And watching it faster gets so funny. But when you slow it down, it is so funny. No, no, no. It's not that one. It's a, it's a, it's a bigger girl who's laughing. She's like, you guys need to stop it. Mm. But she like chortles and then wheezes as she's saying the last part of it. I'll show you after this is done. Okay. It is so fucking funny. Can I find it now? I'm going to play it for the audience. Okay. Oh my gosh. Please don't sue us. That girl can suck a dick oh okay uh, no i love her i think she's hilarious <laughs> but if she tries to sue me for trying to promote her and talk about how funny she is then she can suck my dick oh here it is all right here it is so We're this is gonna girl, play the audio for you guys you're welcome you guys are so welcome <laughs> my has got to <laughs> and then oh no it's going into the rest of my favorites and then, <laughs> and then, I'm so sorry. This is taking up every time of it. But then you play it faster. <laughs> and then you play it at double speed. It's going to be over in a second and a half. <laughs> and then, you slow, slow it down. down. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's not the same one. Oh, oh sorry. No. Hold on. Ah, we're slowing it. Ah, I'm on the edge of glory. Okay, now it's at point five. And that's all we do. God, that's so funny. Oh man, that wouldn't even that wouldn't even translate to my favorite because my favorite vine is the grandma who's they're in the car and the grandma's walking across (laughs) with the milk and the grandma sees and the grandma knows that they're about to honk the horn. But then when they hawk the horn anyway, she reacts so crazy and throws the gallon of milk all the way across the driveway and it's the best goddamn thing ever. And I have no idea why, but it makes me laugh every single time. In my podcast show, where every episode is just a different podcast concept, (laughs) I have a podcast concept that is just me going over vines in the same way that we're going over Sex in the City. Yeah, But it's one vine. And you talk about it for an hour and a half. I'm here for it. Let's do it. <laughs> you guys, we found what we're going to do after this. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm a fan. Uh, okay. Let's <laughs> right. finish this. So, but first. Uh, take some... a selfie. Do you remember that song? I do. I liked that song. I also liked that song. <laughs> People kept shitting on it. And I was like. No, it's it slaps. It slaps. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to Samantha. So. Samantha, for the first time in existence, doesn't want to talk about her self life, her sex life, um, and it's because she's having sex with her boss, Richard. And it's so weird because, like, she says her boss, like, 
she's not an independent contractor. It's weird. Like she's yeah. not. She says boss like he actually like he now runs her company, which is wild. I don't like how they portrayed it. I feel like somebody came in and like didn't fully understand what Samantha does. Yeah. And just wrote the episode, but it's Michael Patrick King who wrote the episode, so he just wasn't paying attention or something. He had better things to do. He was cashing in all the paychecks. I guess. Um but she so is just like, no, his penis is perfect. It's long and pink and beautiful and it's great. And didn't say anything else about the whole the whole thing. And everybody's like, it's okay. If you want to like a guy, it's fine. Um, Richard gives her a rose, which is super romantic. And so she gives him a blowjob because that's what you do, right? She gives him a blowjob in his office. Yes. With which is glass window. Like yeah, glass on three walls. sides. Yeah. Where anybody can see. He's like, what if my secretary sees? I'm like, fuck your secretary. You got bitches coming in left and right yeah. from everywhere. So, I can see them in the background that you, whatever angle this camera is at, I can see people all around Yeah, you. it is grand central in there, for fuck's sake. Like, like but okay, whatever. But get, okay. Your, get your blowjob, I guess. Like, I... I have a question. Tell us. I need you to answer it. As okay. a man. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loosely defining man. (laughs) Um, If a girl does something for a guy, does a guy feel like he has to do something for her? Like it is like a sexual fate? Like, does this work both ways where it's like, oh, you gave me a rose, so I'm going to give you a blowjob? Like, for Samantha, that is a wild concept for women in general. But it's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. But does it work the other way? I'm not too sure that the same situation applies. Because with the Samantha, it got romantic. But then what she tried to do was subvert that and make it sexual. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was like high risk, high reward. Because right. he's getting a blowjob in this office where everyone can see them. Yeah. I think in terms of the basic question that you asked, that I think men don't like to be in debt to anybody. Right. So whenever anything is done for them, they're like, how can I pay you back immediately? Mm-hmm. And even if people are just like, no, it's fine. It's chill. It doesn't matter. That I think guys will hold on to that mm-hmm. and be like, no, I need to do something to get out of this. Because guys don't like owing anything to anybody. Right. And like, just that's the, that's the mentality that I guess most men are brought up on. Very, me yeah. very loosely saying this, but for everyone, what's that word? The G word? General. General. Generalizing. Generalization. Generalizing men. Yeah. That it's, you work hard, you pick yourself up by your own bootstraps, or you do everything for you, blah, blah, blah. Don't accept handouts, don't accept charity. You be your own man. Mm-hmm. So when any kind of thing is offered to them, they immediately want to get out of that. They want to, like, reject it, essentially. Yes, but in terms of, like, if their partner did something cute for them, I don't know that they then would say, oh, I'm going to return the favor, but sexually. Right. Well, and it feels like, I don't know, it feels cheap. I don't know, like... Which part? Like, having a sexual favor done for something that you did for someone else. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're being, like, like the one person is like, oh, no, you know, I'm just paying you back, and we both enjoy this, and whatever. But it feels like... Like, you're, it, I don't know, it feels slutty, cheap. Like, I don't know what I'm going for here, but it doesn't feel right. Yes, I think, I think there are certain relationships and certain pairings that can match up and say, like, oh, I'm doing this and it's a sexual favor. 
but it's something that I would have wanted. I've wanted. I would have wanted to do anyways. Right. And I think so. Then this yeah. is just like a nice little fake catalyst. Mm-hmm. I feel like within the confines of a relationship, mm-hmm. then it can be seen as playful, cute, adorable. Yes. Like you know, oh yeah, I'm gonna pay you back. Um, you know, for buying these tacos with a blowjob or whatever. Like that within the confines of a relationship, that can be cute. But outside the confines of a relationship can feel cheap and slutty and not great. I would suck so much dick for tacos. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> if you buy me tacos, if you give me that Reese's peanut butter spread, hold on. I will go down on you whichever I'm checking you for want. free Postmates delivery codes. Hang on a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she does try her very best to get away with not being uh, like not being indebted to him in any way or being romantic with him in any way. He calls her, you know, really late one night when they're having dinner and where the, the girls are having dinner and they, they like, he has this romantic dinner all like set out for her and she's like, on a no. rooftop. Yeah, on a rooftop with a pool. A pool. A rooftop pool. Fuck off. And it's, amazing and perfect and beautiful and she was like oh no i don't do that shit like now take off all your clothes and let me see your dick and he does because he's not stupid and she can you say i have a note here that says damn fine looks being served by samantha she killed it first of all she killed it in that green dress that she first goes down on him yes. in, in the office. It's with her gorgeous. And then she shows up to this rooftop and she's like, let me see your dick. She's like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. So mm-hmm. she drops her dress, which you pointed out that's exactly why the dress was made that way. Because she just pulled off the straps off her shoulders and it fell to the ground immediately. Ooh, so And hot. man, her body is tight. She takes care of it. Her titties is perky. Mm-hmm. And her, her hair is so fucking on point her earrings match the dress everything looks gorgeous on her this episode and then she takes it off and i'm like you're still fucking gorgeous and then homie gets naked and we see part of his peen mm-hmm. and then we see part of his peen again mm-hmm. and then we see his full peen but it's really really fast mm-hmm. and i was like just show us just linger on it it's okay it's fine it's all right you can do that this is hbo this is hbo you can show all the peen you want <laughs> <laughs> i love that except in their porn where they don't show any peen which is weird not uh, penetrative watching porn i'm like who's this for right and not in terms of like i'm trying to push a hetero normative thing on it but i'm like this is for people who only want to see boobs yeah which i mean they're so commonplace like i mean don't get me wrong boobs are great boobs can be fantastic but like i don't know yeah in this era of like hashtag free the nipple i'm like you're right boobs are just boobs yeah this isn't inherently sexual but it's so weird because i in my developing stages have seen a lot of hbo or after dark porn and like we never see a vagina we see a girl naked and we see like her form, but you never like focus on a vagina. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like performing oral sex, 
it cuts off like at about the nose and then they're just like bobbing their head so you only see their like sexy eyes mm-hmm. and you're like okay cool and then weird. if they're getting penetrated or if girls are getting down on we never see them we just see their reactions and them holding on to like their boobs yeah and then when it comes to penetration we see the boobs jiggling we see them reacting we might see the dude's butt mm-hmm. but we never see like yeah anything I'm like this is very soft it's yeah. This is boring. Yeah. I want to see the dirty shit. Yeah, and when even when the dirty shit is uh censored like blurred out, mm-hmm. boobs are never blurred. No. Ever. Everybody's always cool with the boobs, but if it's like anything else, <laughs> almost. My best friend called me out cuz when it comes to porn, it's it's that hyper reality, it's that fantasy. So like I'm into super cool things that are not necessarily super clean and safe mm-hmm. i'm like oh i like that dirty nasty weird shit and she's like i don't understand how you can like all that but then when it comes to you you cannot do saliva you cannot do other people's bodily fluids and you get super grossed out immediately it's like i don't know either mm. but then i can see someone getting like spit on i watched something where someone got cream pied the person who cream pied them licked up all the semen and then spit it in their face Wow. And I was like, that's incredible. Wow. But then I was like, the second someone tries to put fucking saliva on my body, I will scream and cry and cry. And cry. <laughs> and cry. And cry. <laughs> no. Okay. That's not okay. I mean, are we talking like, what are we specifically talking about? What do you mean? Like, licking you? Or like, oral sex? Or... Oral sex is fine. Something like, that's a little too much. Yeah, like you don't want any any of that sloppy toppy. <laughs> Mostly, I just don't like people interacting with my genitals for the most part. That's fair. And then kissing is fine. And then if there's, uh, I don't know, like I was with someone who absolutely loved being covered in cum, and like that's what Oof. I want to do. Even when they're just like they were masturbating, they're like, "No, I will let my cum fall on me." And I'm like, "That's good for you." Ew, disgusting. No. And then whenever we were together, they'd like come out of me. I'm like, "Okay, sure." And then once it was like post orgasm, like like they wanted to go for that hot steamy makeout, mm-hmm. but that would mean that my body would interact with their body and or face, which they may have semen on. Mm. I'm like, no, yeah. And they're like, no, but that was part of the fantasy for them or part of the moment. Like, no, I want to get all this dirty stuff. And I'm like, this is stuff that I watch. And I'm like, oh, but I'm not gonna I'm do not it. here for no. it. Yeah, go go clean up. Don't yeah. talk to me. Ugh. Yeah, there was there was one time where like a guy was going down on me and then immediately wanted to start making out and I was just like, I need a minute. <laughs> like, not that I'm not like about like down there or anything else. Like, and in certain situations with other people, it hasn't been like a real issue because it's all over been like hot or whatever, and so I just haven't noticed. I've just been like, whatever, let's do this. But like that particular thing i was like i just yeah no no i just need a minute that just needs to air out i just mm-mm. i think i'm no. like sexually bulimic <laughs> as opposed to like being sexually anorexic i'm like absolutely not like i'll indulge but i won't feel good about it after <laughs> and i'll try to purge we are the worst people to be hosting this podcast we're so and what funny. about it this is trump's it's america so <laughs> stop i hate it it's not funny and then, what, and then what happens to sam they go swimming naked in the pool yes. which i'm like dude i would love one i love skinny dipping two 
skinny dipping in a private area incredible where it's just me maybe one other person or two mm-hmm. incredible three on a rooftop Oof. in new york city yes open air above us yes with this rich person mm-hmm. knowing that my body looks incredible incredible yeah, her fucking her everything i can't get over her everything was so beautiful she was the most beautiful in this episode than i have ever seen her Ugh. But so, then fucking, they get out of the pool. Mm-hmm. They're both dressed in robes. There's music playing. And then Richard grabs Samantha to dance. And then she immediately tries to make it sexual by going for his dick. And he's like, no. And he takes her hand and puts it on his shoulder. And then they're just dancing. And then we're like, oh, no. <laughs> Sam's in it. Sam's it. got feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, we lost another one. We lost one of the grades to emotions. Yeah. The worst. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's all I have for Samantha. So let's get on to the meat. The meat. The meat. I like this, but I don't like this because it feels like it doesn't ring true for Aiden. I like that he has gone... That he's become more human as we've gone along. And that's my problem is the fact that he's never been presented as a human. Fair <laughs> enough. He's just been perfect. Fair enough. So yes. I was like, this is dumb. This doesn't... It feels like with the perfect person that you've been presented to us, mm. that it makes no sense that you'd get into, like, that's arguing fair. matches over small things. That's fair. But also, have you ever been in, like, that situation where things are just really... Like, your living situation is very shitty for an extended period of time? Like, that can make anybody snap. That's true. Like, Maybe that's- this is more nuanced that I'm willing to give it credit for. I, and maybe I'm looking too much into it. Like, but I, w- I would prefer that. I would prefer to be like, ooh, you know what? I didn't see that. Let's give the charity a benefit to the but show. But I want to try and give it as much benefit as I possibly can. So anyway, Aiden has moved in. Um, they are smooshed AF until the neighbor moves out of the apartment next door that Aiden has purchased, I guess, um, or is in escrow or whatever, and is supposed to close next week. Was there something I missed? Why he had to move in immediately? Why he couldn't have waited to move in until they got the other apartment? No. However, speaking from experience, it is extremely difficult to sell your place simultaneously from being able to buy the new place and, like, moving in. Like, you almost always need, like, an interim. Got it. Um, And I wouldn't know that having... Like, if I hadn't bought a house before. Yeah. But Chad and I bought a house in Vegas, and it was very... It was touch and go as far as when it would sell. Um, It was on the market for a while, but in the meantime, like, we still had to live in that house. So it was... I think it was probably more of the fact that he rented, his lease was up, or he owned his place. He said he was going to sell his place, so I feel like he owned his place. Which, I don't know why he would have sold it. You could have just made more money off of renting it out to somebody. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And then he would have had a place to go after this was all over. Um, I would never give up my place in New York City if I had a place, honestly. Unless it was a shit show. Um, Yeah, and she... She almost does. She actually, no, she does. She sold it for the movie. She sells her apartment and then it all goes shitty and she has to buy it back. I don't remember. I thought she just had it. the entire. It's time. a very, very small plot point when she's in Mexico with the girls and Miranda, like 
is like, okay, it's done. Boop. And um, Carrie goes, well, apparently you can go home again. It's just going to cost you. I remember all that dialogue, but I thought it was about the the apartment that they were giving up. No, because the apartment they were giving up doesn't get sold until the end when they meet up inside it and get back get together. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they get back together, but the shoes but were the, the important part. the shoes were the important part. You're right. <laughs> I don't doubt you. I just don't remember that. But well, we'll get sure. there. Trust me. We'll I get will get there to, eventually, we're, we're, but we'll get there. We're going to get there. Um, but anyways, um, so she gets upset that Aiden has brought a plant. She's like, a living thing into my apartment. Like, the dog isn't a but living thing. That's exactly thing. what you I pointed thought. out. Yeah. No, you pointed out as we were watching it, and I was like, that's true. Like, the dog's there, but... But a plant. But a the plant is the big the thing. Yeah. And then she brings up the secret single behavior, and hers is eating saltines with grape jelly on them, standing up, reading fashion magazines in her kitchen. That's a mood. And that is specific. It is art question mark. I don't know. <laughs> I there, it's it's one of those weird things that you just notice for yourself. I don't think she does it on purpose. Like this is my thing, but she has caught herself doing it often. Mm-hmm. Whenever by myself, there are weird things that I'm like, "Oh, I'm returning to this," but it's just a comfortable stance where you don't. It's no longer performative what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just this is a comfortable spot that I never recognized was comfortable, but other people would find this weird. Yes, and there is like that element of this space is comfort is is comforting to me Mm -hmm. and so i just happened to be here because charlotte brings it up too she was like standing up in the kitchen why and she's like i don't know it's just comfortable for me and that's totally fair i think i um when i one night when i got high with ryan i felt like he was angry that i was about to fall asleep on the couch and I was high, and so I wasn't really thinking straight. And I was just like, well, he's going to be really upset with me if I stay on the couch, so I have to go to bed. But I was so... I think we'd been drinking, too. So I was just, like, pretty out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, I have to go to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom. I walked outside of my bathroom, and I was like, I can't make it any further. I can't do it. I can't make it to my bedroom. And I can't sleep out on the couch because Ryan will be angry with me. So I slept for an hour on the floor outside of my bathroom, right outside of the laundry room. And it I was cannot. and it was comfy. Yeah. And I felt safe there. So it was okay. I knew where I was. I could see all entrances and exits. And like that was a space where I was comfortable. And it's weird because like I think about it now. And I'm just like, yeah, if I went to that spot right now and I, like, sat down with, like, my my back up against the wall right there, that's a comfortable space. That is so cute. <laughs> it wasn't cute. It was a fucking travesty. Like, I was afraid to go to my own couch. <laughs> I am not good high at all. It's really sad. I'm I just very, get... I, I'm out here making executive decisions for everybody (laughs) i am absolutely not like i don't know what it is but i have the exact opposite reaction that everyone else has Mm -hmm. which is typical for my body my body's a pile of garbage your body's like here's this thing that everyone else enjoys how do we make you stress out from it yeah it's like how can we make it so that things that relax you actually make you crazy 
Fun. <laughs> Fun. Fun. Um, so, so yeah, so Carrie's stressed out because his shit's all over the place and she's slowly going crazy. She runs into Mrs. Cohen, who is the one selling them the apartment. And Mrs. Cohen says, you tell your boyfriend that I'm not moving out for 30 days. And when Carrie tells him, he says, I was afraid she was going to say that. Which means that it was potentially in the contract somewhere that she could do that if she wanted to. Is that a big deal? I, in terms of, because I know that them living together in a small confined space has been stressing them out. Yes. But in terms of the contract, because he was like, it's going to be by the end of next week, which I'm taking that as the full two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's 14 days compared to the 30 days. Mm -hmm. She didn't say I'm staying here for another three months or another six months or another year. Mm -hmm. She said 30 days. So, um, when they decided to sell my place, um, at Arlington my adorable little studio i negotiated staying another couple of months Mm -hmm. because i didn't have anywhere else to go and my lease wasn't up until a certain time so you can so like they could have theoretically sold the place out from like under me essentially and then the new people who own it would have to pick up my lease. Right. Legally, they would have to pick up my lease until the end of my lease. Because that's what the contract is for. Yeah. So, for them and for you. So I think that it was one of those things where it was like, okay, so we are going to buy this place. And then, you know, in in two weeks, we would like you to leave. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I'm going to stay until the end of my lease. And legally, she can do that. So I think it's possible that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot for somebody who has only had a couple of real estate experiences. That's more than I have. So So, I'm looking at you as a professional. I, that's like all I have. Um, But that's probably what happened. And that's probably why he wasn't very surprised and was saying, yeah, I was afraid she was going to say that. Um, And then he flips out. He finally loses his shit. And it's just like, oh, this is so frustrating. And she's so relieved that he finds it frustrating as well, because usually he's such a perfect little shithead. And he says, well, you know, we we just have to get organized. We got to get this stuff going. We just should, we should go through your closet. And like, I think there was a legitimate record scratch. <laughs> like, she's like, my what? My closet? What? All my stuff is so great, though. So she like lays down towels on the bathroom floor so that they can go through her shoes. And she is... I keep forgetting that this was, like, made a lot longer ago. So, like, I don't remember. It's about, like, 2000, 2001 or something. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps saying, you know, oh, my gosh, no, these shoes were... I wore this to a party in 1999. Like, I have to to keep this. I have to wear it again. And I'm, like, sitting here thinking, listen, like, I, I worked for a shoe company. It's, shoes are only good for six months. You're not going to get a full use of them a decade later. Yeah, like, you're, they're done. They're over. Not only are they over, but they're severely out of style. Like, after that amount of time. But she knew ahead of time. She knew that 
old style would come back. Yes, probably. But also... She's a hoarder. <laughs> she's she's a clothes and shoe hoarder 100%. And so while some of her stuff is laying on the floor, uh, Pete chews on it. She loses her fucking mind again. Um, and then they both get into a huge, huge fight. And she starts going through his shit. Saying um, that he has too much of it, too. Say Yeah, saying, listen, you have too much of your own shit, too. Why do you need five speed sticks? And he's like, well, each one is a different smell. And Which is valid. No, it's not. In that's my opinion, that's valid. totally not. It is not valid for you to have old, ugly shoes. And it is not valid for you to have five speed sticks. Why do you need to smell differently five different times? I don't know about five, but just for different flavors. Sometimes you'll, you'll want to smell cotton fresh. You need to be a signature scent person and just like own whatever that is. What is your signature scent? My personal signature scent is whatever my shampoo is. I think it's rose. It's like a like chamomile rose thing. Um, but that's literally the only the only like signature scent that I have because I'm allergic to oh, perfume. That's fair. So I can't. I mean, if you want to use deodorants as signature scents, then mine's secret. Mine's also secret. <laughs> but which secret? Because there's multiple secrets. I don't know. I'd literally have to come to my bathroom and check. Is it the big one? I'm going I'm to check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check right now because I can make it. I might stop uh, right outside the laundry room and take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I see where you're absolutely coming from. I think we need to let go. I know that five isn't a, ideal, but I get how that it is. And everything that she's pulling out, she's pulling out of one box. So I'm like, this isn't occupying that much space. Right. She is nitpicking. She they had to take down boxes of her shit from the closet, and she's picking all the shit out of a box that he had already condensed. Yeah, and I think. He obviously had to move very quickly, and so I think he just threw all of his shit into boxes and just decided to organize it later. One problem. Because that never helps you out, and then you make no. a bigger mess trying to find something because you didn't Yeah, I didn't say it was the right thing to do. I'm right. just saying that's probably what he did. Why didn't he get, like, a storage unit? Why can't he keep some of this stuff at his, at his, at his job? Uh, yeah, at the furniture store. He absolutely should be able to do that. Yeah, By so- the way, to anybody who's interested... I am a secret invisible solid all day 24 hour protection pH balance powder fresh. That's the one that I have. That's exactly the one the that you have. We <laughs> <laughs> have the same signature set. Yeah. I need to go buy some more. I'm out. That's so I buy mine at Sam's Club so that I never have to buy them again. Book. And I'm not kidding you. I buy it like it lasts for so long that I cannot tell you the last time I bought antiperspirant you're disgusting no i mean in the sense that like i they just last for a really long time i don't like i apply it every day trust me i saw you sometimes forget to wear deodorant i'm like this is empowering i think um (laughs) whenever i feel like i forgot to wear my deodorant it is not empowering it is it makes me feel bad because i feel like my sweat is not great mm-hmm. like i have a weird thing with scents mostly because like perfume and stuff like i'm allergic to so it's like strong stuff really bothers me absolutely um but also slightly bad stuff also bothers me like 
every once in a while, like, roommate Ryan will come home and I'll be like, ooh, you had a rough day. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, your feet stink. He's like, I just took off my shoes. And I'm like, yeah, and I can smell it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, but yikes. It also might be different for men and women because there are some times where I forget to wear deodorant. And the entire day I just smell like body. Not good or bad, but just body. Mm. And then sometimes I'm freaking out about it. I'm like, I smell disgusting. People are like, no, you just smell you like just a smell like, person. Like, person. Like, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's you just smell like a person. It's like neutral. And I'm freaking the fuck out. And there are sometimes where I'm like, ooh, ooh, I smell like a body. Yeah. Like, ooh, I like this. This is this is nice. And not like in a sexual way or not like a pheromony way, but just mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what people smell like. Yeah. Interesting. I, f- I feel like with dudes, you have like a certain amount of signature scent mixed with pheromone that you can pull off the way that women are are taught not to be confident in. I I think that's I think that's correct. I think that's true. Like nobody wants to be like, "Ooh, you smell like vagina. That's so sexy." Nobody wants to say that. Everybody wants to be like, "Ooh, you smell like rose and chamomile <laughs> and powder fresh and that's so sexy." Is Hobbs spelled with an E-S or just S? H-O-B-B-S. Okay, that's what I thought. Miranda Hobbs. But for some reason, I immediately pictured her have, being the bitch with the E in the Hobbs. No, I th- I'm pretty sure she doesn't. I like this fight with Big and Carrie, or not Big and Carrie, with Aiden and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Because it's very much, when you move in together, you're moving your shit, but you're also moving in like your shit. Like yeah. your baggage. Yep. yep. And your you emotional baggage, your rid physical of your baggage. Stuff. Like all the things you do by yourself, your mm-hmm. own spaces, the way you had things. My favorite thing was when Carrie gets home and then Aiden immediately starts interviewing her. Yes. Because Carrie's like, this is so annoying. I've had to have a conversation with Challen where he gets home and is like, How are you? How's your day? What are you up to? What are you going on right now? Like, are you leaving? Are you staying? Should we plan something? And then I'm just like, I need you to back the fuck up. <laughs> Do not interview me when I get home. My home is my safe space. And I work in a job where I have to be nice and friendly to people all day. And sometimes some people don't deserve it. But I'm going to do it because that's my job. That's okay. And when I get home, I just want to unwind and be fine. So I don't need to be harassed as soon as I walk in through the door. Mm -hmm. And he has picked it up really well to be like, let Joe have his space. Like, obviously, he'll still acknowledge, like, hi, very happy to see you. And then if if I kind of push for more communication, then he's just very much like, oh, like, how was your day? Mm-hmm. Or this is what I'm up to and blah, blah, blah. You, but usually when I get home, it's like, hi, hi, Jalen, I'm here. Cool. And then I immediately go into the shower because I always feel dirty after work. Mm-hmm. And then that, like, time span where I'll just stare at myself in the mirror for a long time. <laughs> I'll just have music or podcast playing. And I'm just like, is this what, is this what my face looks like? <laughs> what are my eyebrows doing? Yeah. The girl who cut my hair did not match my sideburns. Okay, cool. And then I'll, like, look at my body i'm like oh okay i need to tuck that in move that oh i look fly today like look at those legs look at the ass that has this perky <laughs> i go to the bathroom and then if i want to shave i'll shave and then i'm like okay i'm time to like step into the shower mm-hmm. and then all that time is just my time mm-hmm. but it's my time at home yeah and i'm like i'm unwinding i'm chill and then i come out and i'm like who are you how was your day what's going on what do you have going on yep and see, I have, like, the opposite schedule where um, I'm talking and dealing with people so much that, like, I can roll right into that uh, coming home and talking to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of recently realizing that I was, like, pushing myself a little too much to the point where we were, like, up 
and eating and like watching a movie before heading to bed but we were heading to bed at like 11 30 12 1 2 o'clock in the morning and then we would have to you know wake up and go to work the next day and after a kind of like mini breakdown that i had where i realized it was because i just didn't have my alone time Mm -hmm. um that i told him i'm like okay listen i'm setting an alarm on my phone for 10 15 and at 10 15 i have to go to bed like i don't have to go to sleep but i have to be away from humans like this is it this is the end for me um and it will actually be going off in 14 minutes (laughs) um but i i have that and when that goes off like i've told him and he knows and i know that that's like okay let's wrap this up right and go to bed and I do need, like, I have felt so much better, like, since laying down that rule for myself. And, like, I just, it's so great to be able to be like, nope, okay, I'm done humaning. It is time for me to go and decompress and, like, stay up in bed reading Twitter or like watching you know some dumb dating thing on netflix or whatever like anything that i need to do to wind down by myself yeah is great and necessary and i definitely took um took that for granted when i lived by myself because when i lived by myself i got to decompress as soon as i got home And I have way less time to decompress now. Yeah. Um, But it's working out. Like, I'm finding a balance. But it is difficult to... Because I feel like this is very much a... A a bad writing moment for them. Because in every other situation, Carrie Bradshaw is an extrovert. In this particular episode, she seems to be an introvert and Aiden is the extrovert. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, no, it doesn't really make sense or track to her character. But that being said, if I'm just going to go ahead and lean into it, lean into it fully, um, then I get it. I get where she's coming from, where she gets home and needs a moment to just decompress and not be just attacked the second that she walks into the door. Mm-hmm. That being said, bitch, you work from home. You have all the decompression time in the world. He is at work all day. And that's where I think the trying to have a topic per episode kind of fucks him over here. Yeah. Because you have to rearrange that. Like, she, the, we, we see her getting home. Mm-hmm. And then Aiden's there and doing all this stuff. I'm like, where were you? Right. Where did, where did you go? You're just out you having drinks with the work girls. Work from home. Right. So this shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And she brings up that, like, that they get into a fight. And she was like, you know, I... You know, found find, found myself, you know, with my laptop, like, at a Starbucks, and I always thought that those people were real losers, and, you know, I just decided now, or just realized now, that they were probably in the middle of a fight, or something like that. And, like, I feel that. there. It's so weird, because I always thought that to myself, when people were writing in Starbucks, or a coffee house, or internet cafe, or whatever. I'm like, don't you have a home? 
go back to your home. That's so weird. But like when you live with other people, sometimes it's not as easy. And I totally get that. And they do dive a little bit into that in the movie as well. The second movie, um, when they keep Carrie's apartment and everybody just sort of uses it for their alone time. I think that's like a nice like moment of actual real life. And I, I don't know. I like that. I really benefit from that. That's where one of those moments, like growing up, I was like, "Oh, Carrie Bradshaw has it," mm-hmm. because for the most part that I knew, I was like, I knew that she was with Big, mm-hmm. and but she kept her apartment the entire time. They never moved in together until like the movies came out. But mm-hmm. it was such an interesting concept. I'm like, she's still her own self and has her own space. Mm-hmm. And then the movies touch on that, which like. I need my own space. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, that comes with its own issues, but we'll talk about those later. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much a person who I want to be able to shut off the world. I like having the option to engage if I need to. That's why at the end of this episode where they kind of um, talk about it and she says, this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. I need one hour or you just don't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. Pretend that I'm not even here. Yep. And Aiden's like, fully understood, fully understood. Mm-hmm. And then she closes the curtains because mm-hmm. they don't have any walls. And she closes the curtains to her bedroom. She's sitting on the bed. Mm-hmm. Aiden is sitting in a chair in the living room, reading his book. And then not even a minute later, she comes out. She's like, so what are you doing over there? What, is, what do you have going on? Mm-hmm. And then the narration is, sometimes when you have your needs met, you realize you may not need them. And immediately like, I was like, you yeah. Don't, you don't need that anymore. Yeah. yeah. And you and were totally you, like, yeah. And I was like, that's garbage. Yes. And I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> and I wanted to explain my version of it. Yes. And I've had it, especially with Chalin, is where I'm just like, this is what I need. I need my space to be respected in this way. Hmm. This is what I'm going through. And this is how I immediately get defensive when my needs aren't met this way. Mm-hmm. And Chalin has taken that and he's been like, okay, cool. Like, we'll, we'll, I'll, as much as I can, we'll play it that way. And then there's times I get home and Chalin's like, hi, hi, hi. And then the second that, like, I'm not, or if I'm ready to be sociable and Chalin's immediately respecting that space, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I want to talk to you. Hi, what are you What are you doing? What do you have going on? I'll stand in his doorway. I'm like, <laughs> what you Hi, doing? what are you doing? What's your life like? Talk to me. <laughs> Who are you? What are your goals, aspirations, and dreams? And he's like, you're being a lot right now. I was like, okay. But it's because I feel very comfortable in the space where my needs are being met. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, ooh, okay, cool. Maybe I don't always need them that way. It's, and I think it's the reaction to the defensiveness Mm. that like that's where the walls come up and you're like this is what i need this is i need my space yeah but then once it's easy going and people respect that you're just like i can bring these down a little bit mm-hmm. and be comfortable and be okay and be in this shared space yeah and i i fully respect that and i understand where you're coming from i was just like coming from where my own life is right now yeah because with my with my marriage, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have downtime or alone time. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be in love. I wanted to spend time with him. And even if I did need alone time, I didn't allow myself to realize I needed that alone time. Mm. And when I was given too much alone time because he was doing other things, I felt like I wasn't appreciated or that I wasn't needed. I think Chalon has that same problem. And yeah, and so it's definitely it was it was a difficult transition for me, and that's um, a lot of the reasons why I'm so thankful for a platonic roommate relationship mm-hmm. is that I'm able to sort of explore these things with uh, without being like in the confines of another relationship. Like I am cohabitating with somebody, and 
though it's not romantic and it's not sexual, it is important that we communicate with each other and respect the space and respect who we are as people. You know, I absolutely respect the fact that he likes having movie nights and he likes to have people over. And I'm okay with that, just the same way that he is okay with you and I, you know, recording while he holds up in his room. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. And, you know, even the, when I sat down and I told him, because it took a blow up for me to, to realize what I needed and to say, hey, this is the stuff that I need. Yes. I need to set an alarm on my phone that says at 10.15, I have to go to sleep. Like, I, ha- I don't have to go to sleep, but I have to, like, I have to go. I have to decompress and have my own time to wind down from the day and go to sleep. And he was very respectful about that and very understanding about that. And it feels really, really nice to be able to set boundaries, to have somebody respect them, understand them. And I feel, like I said, like I feel so much better now that I'm able to decompress and like spend time by myself chilling out before I go to sleep. I feel so much better. Like, and there's so much I feel like on the female side Maybe the male side, I can't speak for that, but for the female side where we are sort of trained to go above and beyond for everyone and everything at the detriment of ourselves. There are several times in my life where somebody has said, what do you want? And it has been overwhelming for me to have to think about what I want. And because I don't know, I haven't been built, trained to be intuitive to myself only to other people Mm -hmm. so i can tell that like somebody needs a nap or somebody needs an advil but if somebody's like are you feeling okay i'm like i don't even know what what does that question mean yeah how are you aware of this thing i mean i like i walked into work today and they're like how are you doing and i'm like i have a headache that's been kind of like building up for the last three days and i don't i don't feel good and like they looked at me and they were like, yeah, you look like you have a migraine. Like, where does it hurt? And I'm like, it does kind of hurt to like, look at bright lights and sounds are kind of loud and annoying. And they're like, yeah, you have, you probably have like a, a mild migraine. And I'm like, to be real, I probably have like an actual migraine. I'm just too fucking stubborn. So I'm here at work. Here we go. And, you know, worked through the whole day and it sucked, but like they needed me. Yeah. Like, no one else can do my job. I mean, people can, like, cover for me, but I had to do a job today. Like, it wasn't a covering for me type of situation. Right. So that sucks. Um, but it's just something that you do. And as a woman, I think that we, or as women, I think that we do that for our partners so much so. You know, like, all, all we want to do is see them be happy. And even so much so that that's in the end why my marriage failed. And I won't, don't even want to say failed. It's just why it ended. Mm-hmm. Is that I knew that I wasn't making him happy anymore and I knew that I wasn't happy. And there was no way to fix it. So that's how that ended. And there's so much of like... Like me staying up until 2 o'clock in the morning wasn't doing there's my alarm um 
Um. So, there's so yeah, there's so much of like like me winding down and like going to bed at ten fifteen. It doesn't matter to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like we can watch the movie the next day, but I was pushing myself because I knew that like he enjoyed watching like the movie and I didn't I like I felt like I was letting him down but in reality I wasn't doing anything like I was all I was doing was stressing myself out for someone who didn't care either way and now I am taking a stand doing something that I know is good for me and he's totally respecting that as what as a good partner not doesn't have to be romantic or sexual right. or anything, but as a good partner, as a good friend, mm-hmm. would be able to do. Yeah, and it's like like I said, it has been really, really great. And maybe that's where like the romantic part comes in, is that maybe if he and I were like romantically involved, I would be like, oh, he was really respectful. That's super nice. Well, maybe I'll turn the alarm off, like thursdays and fridays or something Mm -hmm. like that and but i feel like because we're not i'm like no bitch i'm going to bed (laughs) i'm done thanks bye but that's also okay yeah yeah it's like it's okay either way but i think it's Mm -hmm. important my biggest thing especially that i owe to someone who's been so generous and so kind with me is to be able to meet them on a level so for the longest time, not that I'm equating myself to what women have been taught to do, but I've wanted to give so much of myself to other people mm-hmm. to make sure that they were content and so happy that I'd be like, what do you need? How can I help you? And blah, blah. So when I got to a certain space, I was like, I just need to turn off the world. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I learned how to say exactly what I wanted because before I couldn't recognize it. And now that I can recognize it, it's me saying, I want this or I don't want this. And I'm okay with being talked to that way, but not everyone... Do people feel like that could be like a little bit attackish, a little bit dickish? Mm-hmm. And there are certain times where I'm just like hanging out in my room. Chan comes in, and is like, "Can I watch you play video games?" I'm like, "No." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I just don't want you here." Mm-hmm. And that's me saying that's me just saying the truth, and that's not mm-hmm. bad or good. There's no connotation there. Mm-hmm. It's just what I'm feeling. Sometimes that's just I just want to be alone. Mm-hmm. But then I can see how that can register as like I don't want you. Period. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I need to be able to say, okay. For as much as, for as much space that Chalon gives me, do I make sure that I try to equate that with being there for him, with being there with him, with trying to meet him in the middle? Am I doing those things? I'm also not a cuddler, and Chalon loves cuddling. Yeah. And there are certain times where, because mostly, it's not that I'm super against it, I just can't sleep, because my body gets super frustrated that someone else is there, and then I can't be in a space. Yeah, that's fair. And then there are times where I'm like, okay... If I don't have a busy day the next day, I'll go spend the night in, like, challenge room. Because mm-hmm. then I'll be like, okay, cool. I may not have the best sleep that I can, but I know that challenge is comfortable and challenge feels nice. And it's worth it mm-hmm. when I can. But I think he does it more often for me than I do for him. And that's where I want to meet the middle. But I also don't want to feel guilty. And I don't know. It's just all these weird balances that you have to do, mm-hmm. especially living with him. Yeah. Living with somebody is so, so different. And I really don't think, like, I don't know that I will be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. I Like, it's a never-say-never never situation, but at this point in my life, like, if I met somebody and we became serious, my idea of serious is that I'd see them, like, three times a week. 
like and that's it though yeah. like i i can't deal with that much interaction <laughs> no but it's like i it's just one of those things like that's and that's the i couldn't help but wonder of the episode is what are we fighting for and i think we are fighting for love both with ourselves and with our partners mm-hmm and I want people to be able to recognize that for themselves, which is the important question, which this is one of the questions that I'm finding like, oh, this one hits, this one resonates. Mm-hmm. And with whatever action you're doing, if you want to make someone else comfortable, what are you doing that for? Are you doing that because it makes you happy? Are you doing that because it makes them happy? Are you doing it to satiate someone, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't make you happy? Right. Is it worth fighting for? Right. All those wonderful things that I think mm-hmm. people constantly, not constantly, because then it can get very frustrating or very much like a, man, I have to go through an existential crisis today right. again. Yeah. And nobody wants that. No. You know, nobody wants to be like, why? Why do I choose this particular man? Which I, you know, did a couple of days ago when this headache was first starting, because that's how it happens. Is it's like, hey, your head's hurting. Why do you pick these guys? Let's let's discuss this. Let's pick this apart. Why do you like narcissists? Your migraine is just that drunkle at a party who is immediately your best friend. It's like, hey, um, I noticed these things about you. Why? Yeah. And he's I'm, like, oh, you're annoying. Ooh, but I am, but I'm right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's exactly what my headache is. It's not great. I can't wait for it to go away. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's almost there. I'm one there flew away from having it go away. Just go to your bed, eat whatever you have left of that Reese's peanut butter spread. No, my God, I will die. <laughs> but then your head won't hurt. No, but my arteries will. But that's not your migraine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's it. That's our episode. Do you have anything else to add? Mm. Mm. How about where they can find us? Uh, I was ready to get into the existential moment. Oh, okay. Get <laughs> no, into that no. existential moment. Um, you can find us <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. You could also email at us. Email us. Wow, man. Yeah. This is the wrong It's getting profession. late. <laughs> I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. Oh. And um. you can email all of your existential crises, and we will read them on air. <laughs> I just found out that dogs can have existential crises, and that made me very sad, and it made me have an existential crisis. <laughs> about your dog's existential crisis? Yes. Well, especially most about, like, shelter dogs. Oh, my Um, Because a, a, dog's, a dog's ingrained only purpose is to belong to a pack. So whether that be another pack of dogs or in a family of humans, mm. and then those people surrender them to it in a shelter... They can't fulfill their life's purpose. Even if, the, even even being with other dogs, mm-hmm. they don't get to be with the other right. dogs. Like they're in cages and they're individualized. Yeah, and they can't fulfill their pa- they f- can't fulfill their purpose, and they c- don't have the language to communicate with themselves that they are having an existential crisis. Oh. So they're just going through this entire shit by themselves, and they're like, I'm not happy. Something's wrong, and I'm miserable. How do we fix it? So they just have anxiety. <laughs> And they're all fucked up. Oh, so we need muffins. to adopt shelter dogs. Adopt, don't shop. Get adopt, them out. Adopt, don't shop. Get them out of their yeah. poor little muffin ends. Aww. It's yes. for a documentary that I'm doing that's about cool. senior dogs. 
I'm very excited. And this is for anyone who's out there. We are always looking for sponsorships. It's mostly for the senior dog sanctuary that we're going through, Harmer J's Senior Dog Sanctuary. They do a lot of things with helping to pay certain fees. They do a lot of things with trying to actually help take care of dogs. And they're actually trying to build a giant shelter or a giant mm-hmm. sanctuary. So if you have any extra change lying around, make sure you donate to them. Where can they do that? Uh, <laughs> you can contact me personally and I'll get you that information. JDMONTE25 at gmail.com. And that's JDMonte, the number's 25 at gmail.com. Perfect. Yay. All right. Well, um, until next time or maybe until the next snowstorm. The we're next, gonna, next time. We're going to really try to get on our shit, but like tell Mother Nature to get on hers too. Listen, she has an IUD. She's just upset. Listen, don't get me started on my IUD. I'm in pain. <laughs> so is Mother Nature. M- Mother Humans Nature. Humans are, me- are, are fucking Mother Nature's IUD. <laughs> We're causing her nothing but pain and stress and sorrow. Yeah, well, it is Trump's America. Trump's America, man. (laughs) And because of Trump, remember... Always always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping.